Welcome to the Your Mom Has a Blog podcast. I'm Chad Edgington. And I'm Melissa Edgington. And here we go. Another marathon. Here we go. So I guess we have addictive personalities or something because we're either hot on podcasting or totally cold. (laughs) I know. It's terrible. So somehow we can sit down and do 30 podcasts in a row, but we can't manage to do one once a week. I know. It makes no sense. I don't know. It doesn't. Yeah. We're just in the zone or we're out of the zone. I guess so. Yeah. Sort of like marriage. (laughs) <laughs> which is our which is our topic. So give us a uh, so the last parenting podcast marathon we did was uh May March May Madness, May Madness May Madness. So now we're we're into November. We haven't thought of anything clever for the podcast to call I'm, it. I'm calling it Nutty November. <clears throat> Nutty November, okay. <laughs> because it's crazy. Why do we pick May the busiest month in November? At least it's not December. Yeah. Cuz it could be worse. <laughs> Uh, it could be delusional December, <laughs> but so the idea here uh, is we'll do 30 podcasts in 30 days. Our goal is for them not to be terribly long. Right. We really want them to be something that you can listen to in 15 minutes just to get a... Just to get a little nugget. <laughs> <laughs> just to want to get a little nugget. Just a little marriage nugget. Just something you can take. Just a little nugget. <laughs> So the the fact is that we all need a little nugget every now and then. <laughs> the fact is that either either your marriage is growing or it isn't growing. And there's you, your nugget right there. You do not want that to That was be, your nugget. <laughs> would you quit? <laughs> you do not want to be in a situation where you're in a marriage that's not growing. Chad and I have been married for almost 20 years. And I can honestly say that our marriage has continued to grow and change through all of these years. If your marriage is stagnant and things are static and they aren't changing and moving and you aren't growing, then that's a problem. And so we thought we could do 30 days here of just thoughts about marriage and ideas for you and things to think about that are biblically based about how you can keep your marriage growing. Yeah, and so... We're, you know, uh, going to try to come up with something helpful every day, and that's really hard. <laughs> so I'm calling in help from the big guns. Yeah, the Puritans. <laughs> <clears throat> so, uh, of course, we'll be, uh, you know, Tran, uh, transmitting to you things that we have found helpful in our own marriage, but also I've just been reading some through uh, Richard Baxter's uh, Christian Directory, and where he gives directions to Christians on just basic application of Scripture to life, and has some really interesting things to say about marriage. So we'll be um, kind of using him, and I'm sure other resources that have been helpful to us over the years about communicating and you know, fighting, and what else helps you grow in the marriage? Well, I think the the most important thing, uh, aside from spiritual growth individually, <clears throat> is probably matters of communication. Yeah. So we'll be talking a lot about that also. Yeah, I said that. I said communication and fighting. Oh, okay. Yeah. So someone wasn't listening to me. <laughs> So apparently there was a little bit of a communication breakdown there where I was like, so communication and fighting, what else? Well, you know, really, uh, what were you thinking about? 
Um, I was reading. I was reading your notes. So you weren't paying attention to what I was saying at all. What? What? Uh, how, see, that's a good example no, of how not saying, to communicate. You were saying that we're going to bring some things that we've learned in our marriage through the years, like communication, fighting. I did hear. And then that. you said, like communication. <laughs> well, we're not perfect. This is only day one. <laughs> we're just. If well, the, we're so out of it, though. That's the problem when you only when if, you're such a sporadic. 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 What's this? <laughs> when you're a sporadic podcaster. Yeah, we're out of practice. Sometimes your game is off. And I would say that right there was an air ball. It's possible. They wanted a nugget and you shot an air ball. It's possible that our series here, 31 Days to a Deeper Connection in Your Marriage, I will it's actually. 30 days. I mean, 30. Will actually cause us to have a more shallow communication. <laughs> we did this marriage podcast. <laughs> And it ruined, and it our, ruined marriage. our marriage. Yeah, it's very possible. No, that's fine. I know what you meant. You know, uh, I was not communicating well. I should have gotten your attention before I started talking, and uh, not put all this, in, all these interesting words in front of your face that would, you would be tempted to read. So anyway, well, let's do. Uh, let's talk about um, kind of the the first things first. Okay. So day one. So if your marriage, I'd, I'd say you give a good, uh, that was a good nugget. If your marriage isn't, what, what was the idea again? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> if your marriage your isn't marriage growing. Your marriage is either growing or it isn't. Okay. I, I was like, if it's growing or slowing. I didn't know which. If it's growing, it's either growing or not. Right. Yeah. And you want it to be growing. Or, or, or you know, and, and not growing is regressing, right? I mean, so you're either, well, you're either moving forward or you're moving backward. The way I look at it, it's like you can think of your marriage as a tree, okay? And so when you're first married, you first fall in love, you get married, and it's like this little sapling, and it can't support. That's okay. Chance on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're in Chad's office, and... Um, our fabulous Jan, our secretary, came in and brought him his keys, which he must have left somewhere. <laughs> Probably. Okay, so when you first start out in marriage, it's like a little sapling, and it can't support a lot of other things, okay? And the reason you want your marriage to be growing is because as a couple, you want to grow strong enough to where you can... Um, contribute in a lot of areas of the world around you. The stronger your marriage is, the larger your tree grows, and the more you can support outside of your marriage. More shade. And the more shade you can throw. (laughs) (laughs) Throw more shade, man. No. I meant that in a positive way. You can can cast shade. You can cool. Your marriage is cool. (laughs) Your marriage uh, provides shade, provides shelter. Yeah. Provides support for all the birds in the nests. Exactly. There's then a, eventually there's a, it makes lumber. There was an old movie. Apples. Oh, my goodness. Chad's phone's ringing. New York. There was an old movie <clears throat> that I have always remembered this line in the movie. It was an, a woman who had taken in all these children. and Anyway, she was a very helpful woman in her community. And what she would say about herself was, I'm a strong tree with branches for many birds. Yeah. And I've always thought about that in terms of marriage. That's such a, a nice picture of what marriage should be. Your marriage, your Christian marriage, should be a strong tree with branches for many birds where right. we can be ministering to other people because we're growing a strong marriage. Yeah. So let's. So how do we have a strong marriage? I guess that's the focus of the next 30 days. 
on the Your Mom Has a Blog podcast. And um, so, number one, uh, I'm trying to think how to phrase that first one there succinctly. That's a lot of words. <clears throat> a lot of words. But how, how, how do you think about your marriage is probably the... You know, when when I do marriage counseling, I say, you know, the the, the difference between a, a Christian marriage and a worldly marriage, so to speak, is that the world will tell you that you get married because you want to be happy. Right. You get married because marriage has all these benefits. The Christian view of marriage is the complete opposite of that. Right. You get married not so that you can be made happy but so that you can serve to make someone else happy. Right. So that you can serve others. Marriage is not for to serve you. Marriage is a vehicle that God has provided to allow you to serve and to be like Christ. And so if we turn to Ephesians chapter 5, which is probably Paul's best writing on marriage, probably what as far as what the Spirit would say to us through the Word is the most important thing, is uh, uh, the, the message to husbands and wives. So we'll let Melissa read for us there. Uh, you know, 22 through 33 is the actual pericope, but um, why don't you read for us um, 22, 25, maybe those verses. Okay. 27 is good. 28 and 33 are also good. Just as much as you want to read. <laughs> it says, wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated his own body, but he feeds and cares for it, just as Christ does the church. For we're members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I'm talking about Christ and the church. Isn't that fascinating? That when he gets to be talking about marriage, he says it's a mystery, but this mystery relates to Christ and the church. Uh, so when you think of what the marriage relationship is about, um, <clears throat> the parallel that Scripture draws for us is that the way we love each other should be reflected or uh, or is reflected in the way Christ loves the church or that we are reflecting the way Christ loves the church. I guess that's a better right. way to look at it. So as, a, as the church, we submit to Christ. We serve Christ. Um, and it says there in verse 22, wives, submit to your husbands. And people have a lot of trouble with that, and we'll have a whole episode on submission and all the aspects of that. A lot of trouble there, but, you know, it, um, why do we submit to Christ that way? It's because of what Christ has done for us. And husbands are instructed to love their wives as Christ loved the church, that he gave himself up for her to make her holy. And so those are when, when the the... Uh, Paul starts writing. He starts off telling the husband and wife how they are to what they are to do, mm-hmm. and so there's those things that we are to do. We call those duties. Yeah. You, those are our duties. Those are our responsibilities in marriage, and so that is how we. Uh, uh, I don't know that we stop and think of our marriage as having duties. 
Yeah. I don't know if I get up in the morning and think just, you know, I'm just telling you how, how my mind works. It's very immature and awful, and terrible. So I don't know that I wake up in the morning and say, how can I fulfill my duties as a husband to Melissa as unto the Lord? Right. How can I, how can I wake up as a wife, which I don't wake up as a wife, but I'm just, you know what I'm doing there. Yeah. I'm not saying if I was you. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> you got to explain this stuff these days. But how can a wife wake up and say, or, you know, as she should, how can I serve my husband? What, what do I, what is, is the, the duty that God has given me, the responsibility that God has given me? What are the things that I am to do today? Because God's commanded me to do these as a married person. Right. And if you look at the scripture that we just read, what he is calling us to do is both of us are to give up ourselves for each other. Look at it says in verse, so before it even gets to the whole submission passage, in verse five, chapter five, twenty-one of Ephesians, read what it says there. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. So he tells everyone to submit to one another. Right. So it's, this is just not even just unique to marriage. There's a duty that all Christians have to set themselves aside for other people. Right. That's hard. Yeah. And so, so if you're just think, if you're not thinking of your marriage in terms of I have duties and responsibilities as a married person that God has given me. You're, you're going to wind up upset all the time right. because you're going to be thinking the purpose of this marriage, I got in this because I wanted to be happy. Right. I wanted to be fulfilled. I, I, I didn't get into this marriage t- for someone else's sake, but that's actually why you're in the marriage. Right. And if you, if you, <clears throat> if you base your thinking about marriage on things that you're seeing on social media then you're going to be sorely disappointed. Everything that is pointed toward women on social media about marriage is all about finding a man who will do this and who will do that and who will do this and who will do that. Yeah. It's all these lists of ridiculous things that men should do. And they say to women, if you don't have a man who's doing that, then you don't have a good man. Right. And the what the, the picture that the Bible paints is completely opposite of all those stupid little memes that show up on Facebook. Right. That that's what they're saying. There is not the divine, uh, the design. That that the divine design. Uh, the, <laughs> what what you're seeing there in the Facebook memes is marriage and that man are there to serve you. Exactly. And that's not God's design. And and what we have to do as Christians is trust in God's design. Actually, it is God's design, but God's design sure, is, sure, yeah, yeah, is yeah, not but, for you no, okay. to. Yeah. It's not for you to go into marriage with the idea that He is only there to serve you, and you're there to receive His service. Yes, yes. The man is to serve the wife, of course. Servant leadership. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but that's not going to happen if the way you're looking at your marriage is this guy to serve me. Right now, you will wind up. It's it's uh, it's ironic. Somehow, or, or or counterintuitive, really, that we, you would you would say, well, how can you have the most fulfilled life? Well, that you can have the most fulfilled life because Christians are the most satisfied people, the most joyful people, the most uh, people filled with purpose and significance of anybody. But the the way that they go about having that kind of life is they empty themselves of themselves right. and they serve. And so by not trying to get all that you can out of life, Christians somehow generally get all that there is that's good out of life. Like they have the best lives because they're living it by God's design. In marriage, the design is is, is that uh, 
you do your part. This is what Richard Baxter said. You study, know what the word of God says so that you can do your parts in the marriage. And God will certainly do his parts in the marriage right. <clears throat> to bless you. And so, and you. and so someone might say, you have the greatest, you know, I'm sure people come to you all the time and they're like, you have the greatest husband. And, and you know, they're probably like, <laughs> how in the world did you get such a man? How did you find a man with so much talent, such dashingly, devastatingly, handsomely good looks? How did you find a man? Who can do all things well. Okay, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So, but, but someone might come to you and say, you know, I wish I had a marriage more like yours. You know, I just don't get out of my marriage what you seem to get out of yours. But the, but the, the thing there is, you know, that, that you, it's through the giving, it's through the serving, it's through the sacrifice and submission, um, that you receive. And, 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 and your, your, your aim should not be, my aim should not be on what your duties are to me. Right. My, my, the, the, that cr- causes problems. Right. Instead, if I will dwell upon what my duties are to you, then I'm not going to worry about whether or not you're doing your part. Right. I'm going to worry about whether I'm doing my part. And as all things in scripture, the way, God's way is the best way. And I think that we have all experienced that. We try to do things that are not God's way and things do not go well for us. Try to do things God's way and things will go well for you because the way he has designed things is the best way to live. Mm -hmm. And in marriage, the way he's designed it, the best way for us to live is to please him with our marriage. So we cannot go into um, scripture passages about marriage or sermons about marriage and and be listening for our spouse. Right. And thinking, are you listening to that? Because you need to know that. No, we don't have to do that anymore. We need to just focus on what it's saying to us and how far off the mark that we generally yeah. are when it comes to how God's calling us to be in marriage. Yeah. So if you want to, pl- so we'll kind of wrap it up here. Yes. You have a hair appointment. Right? I do. Yes. And, but I want you to go to that, honey. I want you to be there. <laughs> I want you to get a haircut that makes you feel like you're just so pretty. Uh, but if we want to, if we want to have a marriage um, that pleases God, the first step for day number one is for us to study and know what it is that God requires of us, to know what our duties are, to know what our responsibilities are, not what our wives are, or our husbands are, but for us. What is my responsibility and my duty in this marriage? How would I please God as a husband? Whether my wife reciprocates, whether she feels the same way or not, what is my duty? And then not just to know it, but also to do it. And the truth is that when we are operating from a a position of selfishness or of... Um, what can what am I getting out of this? Am I getting what I deserve and this and that? It only lends itself to a very unhappy way of living because you're never going to be satisfied. Whereas if you're living from a place of, okay, I am going to do what God has called me to do. This is between me and God that mm-hmm. I am going to obey him and live according to what he's commanded me to do in scripture, then you're going to have a much more fulfilling life. And you're not going to always be looking for things to be offended by or upset by. So our challenge for you on day one is to look into the scripture. Read this passage here in Ephesians. It's Ephesians 5, starting in verse 22. Pray. Ask God to show you ways that you are maybe being a little bit selfish or ways that you are are neglecting 
your duties and ways that you can serve your husband or your wife. Mm. Day one. Day one. Let's do some (laughs) self-examination. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Uh, Bye-bye. Bye-bye.